Welcome to the JD Remedy. What's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of the JD Remedy. Thank you so much for tuning in this week. I. I never know what to say after my introduction. Okay. In a good way. Again, I'm busy. I'm hustling. I feel motivated. I feel excited. Hustling on my own terms, by the way. And yeah, I really just feel super supportive in supported in the um, program that I'm in. So normally when I'm doing my business stuff or I have an idea or a goal and I action it and I get stuck. I get stuck at a certain point and I just feel overwhelmed and I give up. You know, I don't know if any of you are dabblers like myself where you want to be an entrepreneur and you like get all these ideas and you're like, yes, I'm going to try it. And then you try something and it's really hard and you don't know how to fix it or how to get help or where to go. Like, where do we even ask for help? And then I just, I'm like, fuck it. It's too hard. And you put it in the too hard basket. So yeah, that's been super fun. And as always, my neighbors just are so selfish and they go about their own lives <laughs> without consulting me. Uh, so yeah, rudely, they're mowing their lawn. So, I mean, <sighs> I'm sorry, guys, there's not a lot I could do. I live in a whole apartment block, so there's lots of stuff going on. And unfortunately, my house is not soundproofed, but maybe I have to invest in some soundproofing for this room. I'm so sorry. Um, But yeah, today's episode is going to be really interesting. It's something that I have been pondering myself and actively trying to get my clients uh, to think about and to action as well. And that is the power of your self-talk whether that be negative or positive and the way that you train your brain to think positively or negatively. Uh, But before we get into today's topic, let's do recommendations. I am, I've, I've gotten into a really good routine at the moment. I'll work during the day and I'll come home, do work on my business. And then I set an alarm at like a certain point in the evening maybe it's like nine o'clock or ten if I'm feeling risky um you know put the laptop down and let's go relax and unwind before bed and that's when I've been watching my shows so um I haven't been binging which is great so I'm actually getting work done um but that means I haven't been watching a lot but I do have some recommendations for you Uh, if you are a true crime lover like myself, I have talked about so much of that on this podcast. I found a random show on binge. I need to be sponsored by these guys, honestly. Yeah, this was, I actually, uh, went to the casino on the weekend to celebrate my partner graduating, uh, from his personal training course. And I had an espresso martini and I couldn't sleep. So Naturally, all I want to do when I can't sleep is binge watch Netflix. Go figure. So I found this at like fucking two o'clock in the morning and obviously didn't sleep till four because I watched the whole thing um, was the survivors of Ted Bundy. Can you believe it? Ted Bundy is one of my favorite. What would you call it? <laughs> He's not my favorite person like my favorite crime series or true stories or in term, like that's horrible to say because so many women died, but you know what I mean? Like one of the most interesting cases, there you go. Cases being plural, <laughs> um, that I follow. So 
the fact that I found this, I was like, holy shit, I thought I had watched everything I possibly could on Ted Bundy. I actually think this is brand new. It's just come out on Binge. But it's a super interesting perspective of all of the people that survived Ted Bundy's attacks or people that came into close contact with him and like had a gut instinct and got out, like either ran away or said no or um, missed him by like the slightest bit. So it was super interesting to hear from people that had survived because we know such gory details about how he murdered these poor women. It was just interesting to hear especially two of them that were like close to death. That's how he obviously attacked them. Um, But they survived miraculously. And just to hear their recounts of the whole thing that happened with him, like from when he um, picked them up from wherever he did, or in some cases he just entered their room while they were asleep and just the horrible details. Like we know all of that stuff happened. We know that he did this to these women, but just to hear it from the survivor and it was just so sad and they just are so traumatized still from what seven, like this happened in the seventies. So it's just awful to hear about it again. But I mean, I hope it helps them telling their story. Like, I don't know. I've obviously never been in that situation, but I wonder like, does it help? bring some sort of peace of mind that you're telling your story because one of the girls that um was assaulted like brutally she was uh, raped multiple times in a park and he would like strangle her to the point where she would lose consciousness and then he would bring her back to conscious just to beat her up again and like rape her and like kill her all over again and she was a mormon and obviously they um She was going on about how she had really, really strict religious beliefs. And the culture is just that you're pure. Like if you lose your virginity, then you're no longer good. You're no longer pure. You're no longer a woman. It's like God shuns you or whatever they believed in. So she just held this massive guilt for being raped. Like it was just awful. She said, I never told anyone for like, 30 40 years because I just was so ashamed that I had that happened to me and I just can't imagine like that is just awful the fact that that happened to you that wasn't your decision and you know your innocence was taken away from you and yeah she said it obviously destroyed her for her whole life but that was really really sad to hear but just and then like they go into detail about the the um sorority house that he broke into and killed two I think he killed three girls and then like the other two survived but barely and what's infuriating about that part is he escaped from prison like he had already been arrested for all of these crimes and then he escaped from prison and he went on this murdering rampage I think he obviously assumed that he only had a certain amount of time left before he'd be caught again so he's like let's kill as many people as I can Um, So these people died when he was supposed to be in jail. And obviously, again, we knew this. Like, I've watched the Ted Bundy tapes, which is probably one of the best documentaries I've ever seen. And just to hear it from their point of view was awful. Um, So highly, highly recommend watching that. It's only – I think it's four episodes. Like, it's a short docuseries so you watch it but yeah it's pretty gruesome they give trigger warnings before each episode but highly recommend if you're 
into true crime and the Ted Bundy um, stuff. So head over to Binge. It's called just The Survivors of Ted Bundy, I think. So, yeah. Um, groovy like a drive-in movie. Okay, so today's episode, I want to get into the power of focus, your self-talk, and just the effect that has on your overall emotions and you have control over it, whether you believe it or not. And I often talk about on this podcast that, you know, what happens to us in the ages of zero to five or zero to seven, depending on who you talk to, um, that's where we imprint or um, latch on to our core beliefs, our values, what we experience, what we see, what we hear is who we become. And it really makes up who we are as a person by that age. But that's not to say that we can't change that. We can't retrain the brain and reconnect those um, neural pathways to think differently, to act differently, to behave differently. It's, it's doable. It's, um, probably harder if you were brought up in an environment that was very toxic or negative or dangerous even, um, especially in those really young ages. Yes, it's a little trickier, but you can do it. It obviously takes a lot of work. There's a lot of trauma to unravel there, but it happens. And it's good to understand that everything we do is a pattern. We unconsciously think this is the way things go. If you had to listen to my how to get out of a toxic relationship a couple of ex a couple of episodes ago um i would have talked about how the reason that we think we attract these type of partners or negative or toxic partners is because that's the way that our brain has trained us to believe that that is okay and that's normal and that's what we're worthy of right it's the same thing with uh negative self-talk so when i say negative self-talk it's more along the lines of it could be something that you think about yourself it could be um, feelings of unworthiness or you not actually attempting to strive toward anything because you are afraid of failure or you don't believe that you're worthy of success or you never uh, perhaps you always get cold feet when you're dating someone because you always pull out early enough so that they can't hurt you or you can't be cheated on or you can't be abandoned because you've done it first, right? It's, it's, if you are these type of women that find yourself doing these type of things, like that's, that's self-destructive behavior, right? Self-sabotaging behavior. And the negative self-talk is, um, it's more so a question. So if I can ask you in that sense, is there a question that you always ask yourself and then is it negative or positive? So you could say, why does this always happen to me? Why do I always end up in this situation? Why am I always getting cheated on? Why do I always attract red flags? Or I can't seem to, why can't I seem to get ahead in life? Or it's, it's the why or how questions and they're asked in a negative frame. But the thing about that is you're asking your brain a question. Your brain is going to want to find the answer. So if you're sitting there going, why, why can I never get ahead? Or why, why am I, oh, how do I word this? What kind of questions are you asking yourself daily? Are they negative or are they positive? Your brain will find the answer 
to the questions you're asking. So if you're constantly asking yourself negative questions every day, your brain is in that negative mindset all day. It's because you're a piece of shit. It's because that person cheated on you 10 years ago. It's because of this. It's because of that. If you could control the questions you asked yourself every day in a positive manner, how can I learn from this experience? How can I make the most out of today? How can I make the most out of this situation or this challenge that I'm experiencing right now? What skills can I learn to be more confident in this situation moving forward? Like you see what I mean where you're, you can be in a challenging or a quote unquote negative situation, but if you just have control of the way that you approach things, the way that you ask yourself questions and the way that you think about yourself, you're training your brain to think positively. You're training your brain to be optimistic and to find the positive things Whereas if you ask it to start thinking negatively, you're going to get negative outcomes. You're going to get negative emotions. You don't go, what can I learn from this experience? And your brain goes, you're a piece of shit. (laughs) If you go, why did I fail at this? Your brain might go, you're a piece of shit (laughs) to the extreme. But if you ask it positive things, it will teach you positive things. It will find the answer in a positive way. It'll give you more lessons. It'll give you more skills and knowledge to think positively and to progress and to grow. So you have to be in control of the types of questions that you ask yourself. And remember, they need to be positive or negative. Another way to think about perhaps positive or negative and what tends to send our mindset into a spiral is what is in your control and what is out of your control. So I know it's quite tough sometimes when we're in the heat of something or something super challenging is going on or you feel overwhelmed or you feel stuck and really down on yourself and in this negative spiral is we need to focus on what we can control. So uh, three questions that you could probably ask yourself when you're in this overwhelm kind of lost mentality um, is what's happening what does it mean to me and what am I going to do about it? So it kind of breaks it down and it stops you spiraling, you know, perhaps, especially if you've just been cheated on, like I am a huge advocate for just feeling whatever you need to feel like emotions are good. It's good to release. It's good to um, mourn. It's good to be sad. Like emotions are super, super powerful, but we are absolutely in control of how we use those emotions And what I actually talk about in my course with my girls is there's no such thing as a negative or positive emotions. It's just how you use them. Are they an influential emotion for you or are they constricting emotion for you? Um, And it's whether they're helping you or holding you back. And it can be different in every single situation, right? Like I can think of a lot of times where anger (laughs) would be a really good emotion, Um, And obviously sadness and happiness and it's just how you use them. So the questions that you ask yourself and what you focus on 100% controls your emotions. So try practicing it. If you catch yourself, because a lot of the time it is an unconscious thought or it's just so patterned within us that we don't even realize that we ask ourselves negative questions. Um, So maybe after this podcast or even now, not if you're driving, but um, 
just think like write in your notes or write on a piece of paper. What questions do you ask yourself daily? You probably have maybe three questions that you ask all the time. Um, I know one of my negative ones was, am I doing a good job? Like I always need that validation. I always need that praise because I felt like I was always chasing that with my dad at a young age, right? Like that's been patterned. So me asking that, my brain, uh, me asking my brain, am I, am I doing a good job? And always seeking that validation at work, um, in a conversation I've had with a friend, like always chasing that validation can be fucking exhausting. Like I never feel like I've done enough or I never feel like I'm good enough because my brain is always asking that question, right? So it's how can you turn that into a positive where you're reinforcing for yourself that you've done a good job or you are worth it or you are loved or whatever it is for you. A positive one that I ask all the time subconsciously is how can I help this person? That's a super positive question. And I ask it myself all the time. Like every time I see something happening or a conversation or a friend, like my immediate go-to is what can I say to help them? What can I do to help them? So think about what kind of questions you're asking yourself. Um, Maybe they may be extreme, like why am I such a failure or Um, why does no one love me? You know, that's a really upsetting question, but we ask ourselves all the time, why does no one love me? It's like, how can you spin this positively? It might be something like, what can I do to find better quality men? (laughs) Because then you're saying, You know that you want better. You know that you deserve better quality men. There are better quality men out there and you're putting some ownership to be like, cool, like I know I'm worth that. Where can I find them? What can I do? Like, am I hanging out in the wrong place? Am I talking to the wrong people? Am I on the shit apps? Like you're putting a bit of fire under your belly or some wind in your sail, whatever the fuck you want to call it to say, Yes, let's go get it. Rather than putting yourself in that box of feeling unworthy and unloved. I I think that negative self-talk is a choice. We 100% have a choice of what we say about ourselves and what we think about ourselves. And a lot of people will disagree with that because it is conditioned, right? It's happened for such a long period of time. Most of the time it started from something in childhood. And obviously as we grew um, communication skills and language and understanding and our own thought patterns and values and beliefs, blah, blah, blah we have then conditioned ourselves to think that way and to say that those things about ourselves and compare ourselves to everybody else. But because a lot of it is unconscious, now that I've brought it to your awareness, you might catch yourself thinking about these things. You might, when I asked you what questions you asked daily, straight away, some of you might've been like, yeah, I asked myself that actually. If not, take some time to think about it. And what you're doing is bringing it to your conscious awareness so that when you do it, you can start catching yourself out and changing it in the moment and then retraining your brain to start think posit- start saying nice things about yourself, start thinking positively and changing it from the negative and start being optimistic about things. Something I really want to mention about this is a lot, a lot of anxiety can come from these questions that we ask ourselves, and whether we have negative self-talk or positive self-talk, but something to realize about anxiety is anxiety is never from the present moment. 
Anxiety is because you're either thinking about something that has already happened in the past or you're worrying about something that hasn't happened yet or may or may not happen in the future. So if you can learn to control your thoughts and your emotions and live in the present moment, the anxiety would be a lot more controllable or easier to manage and probably get rid of a lot of that anxious feeling. A lot of what we worry about may or may not happen or has already happened. And again, we go back to what can you control and what can't you control? You can't control what's already happened unless you have a time machine. Please let me know if you do, because that'd be great. We can't go back and change it. So let's not worry about anymore. The three power questions, what's happening? What does it mean to me? And what am I going to do about it? That is a present moment. You're focusing on what has just happened and what are you going to do? Take control of how this pans out in the future. So you do know what's going to happen because you're going to control it. Does that make sense? I normally say that when I'm um, inducting live and facilitating live, but I don't know why I just said that because no one's going to respond to me, but you know, it is what it is. Yeah. But that is it for today, guys. I just wanted to leave that little bit of wisdom and golden nuggets for you. And hopefully that really helps you um, at least gets your brain ticking. Yeah, it gets your brain ticking and you start thinking about these things and it's brought it to your awareness. So uh, let me know if you get anything from this episode. I'll post it in the group as always. But if you guys want to follow and find out more, you can follow my Instagram page, which is Jade Delpup Coaching, J-A-Y-D-E-D-E-L-P-U-P. I will leave the link for everything in the show notes for today. Once you're on my Instagram page, there is a link tree. So you can find um, the Facebook group, which is the Female Empowerment Hub. All the gals are in there. We talk about these episodes, um, all things self-worth, self-love, et cetera, et cetera. My YouTube channel. And yeah, just go in there, have a little fun, explorative time. And yeah, thank you so much for tuning in this week. I love you guys so much. And I will see you next week. Bye.